This episode of This Week in Wealth is sponsored by Alpha Wealth Group. Tom Fortino is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered advisor. WGN Radio and RWA are not affiliated. Here's WGN Radio's Elise Glink and Alpha Wealth Group's Tom Fortino. Hey, good morning, Chicago. Welcome back to This Week in Wealth. I'm Elise Glink. I'm the CEO of Best Money Moves, my financial wellness company. And I'm Tom Fortino, the founder and principal of the Alpha Wealth Group right here in the Chicagoland area. So if you'd like to talk with us or ask Tom a question, you should give him a call. 630-934-1855 or you can go to alphawealthgroup.com and you can download your free retirement planning packets. Uh, includes all the five pillars of your retirement plan, which we're going to talk about some of those today. Income planning, estate planning, asset planning, investment planning, and tax planning. So... Tom, I know you can help uh, with all of these things, and um, I know that you've got all these this free information for people. Yeah, we try to get as much information out that will with actionable items that can make a difference in someone's retirement plan, and it's all about being complete, right? It's not about one thing, and that's really what retirement planning is about. And I know we're going to cover a number of uh, items today. I think that will be helpful as yeah. always. <laughs> well, we hope it's always helpful. And if not, we hope it's entertaining. Yes. All right. So we're going to talk about inflation um, in this segment. And then next segment, uh, we're going to talk about uh, the required minimum distribution rules and some changes and some things you need to know about. Um, and then we also got a question from a listener who inherited money from an IRA. Uh, so we're going to cover all of that today. And we're so happy you're here with us. So let's start with inflation because... Hello, it doesn't seem to be going away the way the Fed was hoping. And that led uh, Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell to basically say, you know, we're in this for the long run. I'm paraphrasing. And then we saw uh, he, him bump up the federal funds rate by three quarters of a percent. The stock market didn't like what he had to say. It kind of went down again. But a Fed preferred inflation number keeps rising, and inflation seems to be rising all over the world. So in Great Britain, the latest number was at 10%. In Turkey, it's 83%. By the way, that's up from 36% in January. In Venezuela, it's 1 million percent. So, you know, when you think about that, Tom, like inflation levels at a million percent, all I can think of is, I'm glad I'm not there. But it's so unsettling. I've been hearing from our listeners and other readers of my syndicated column, you know, people who are going to retire in 2023 and are wondering if they need to rethink that. What do you think? I mean, is this the kind of time where someone who is 55, 60, 65, 68 might look back and say, boy, I'm really sorry I retired in 22 or 2023. Uh, how do you make that decision? How are you helping your clients make that decision? Where do we even dig in? Yeah, I think the biggest takeaway from this, well, first of all, 1.2 million people, and the numbers have probably risen since then of this great resignation. I read an article recently in the Wall Street Journal, have returned to work. So we've seen <laughs> some of that already happen. But, right. you know, I would say, again, the biggest takeaway from this is really knowing where you stand. I mean, that's the toughest thing, right? And uh, we've talked about, and we were just talking about at the start of the show, there's more than one thing. It's not, again, about getting to a number or growing a pile of money. That's important. But the big question comes to how are you going to generate income throughout your lifetime, right? That is lifetime mm -hmm. income, sometimes referred to as protected in income. Um, this is the biggest fear. And so when we don't know what that is and we're just kind of 
saying, I think we're okay because I have a million dollars or two million, whatever the number is. It's really about a paycheck coming in every month. You know, close to 50% of individuals have no source of protected lifetime income, those entering retirement, other than Social Security. Yeah. So when I talk about income, I just want to be clear, Social Security, right? The check comes in, whether or not the market's up, down, whatever's going on. Uh, pensions, the check comes in every month. And then there's other things you can consider, which are annuities that can provide lifetime income or joint lifetime income. So imagine if you could create this income plan where you say, look, I know I have the turn the lights on income. I have the income coming in every month. I think that helps provide and then test your plan, understand where you stand. We need to clear these things up. And so that would be, I said, really take a a step, sit down and take a look at your income plan. There's a claiming strategies, all of these things. I've offered it before, but we have the income planning pack, and I'm more than happy to send that out to individuals to help them look and put a plan in place. These are the tools to start to get those in place. But I think, Elise, this is the biggest thing about this creating some more certainty in these uncertain times. But So here's the thing, Tom, that I keep rolling over in my head, and I'm sure our <laughs> listeners do too. I can create an income plan today that'll generate $125,000, let's say. A year, mm-hmm. between Social Security and maybe I buy, you know, an annuity or what have you. Mm-hmm. But if inflation's going up 10% a year, that isn't going to be enough in five years. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a, it's a good start. But <laughs> yeah. if we, if, if yeah. Jerome Powell isn't successful in getting inflation back to 2%, um, and this goes on for another two or three years, it feels like that amount of money just isn't going to be enough the way that I'm planning for it now. Mm-hmm. So it's that future planning. How do you how do you get that piece of it organized? Well, you know, as far as the inflation piece, I would just make a couple comments here. First of all, there's certain things we just can't control, and so we have to do the best we can in these situations. But I would say, you know, we're all in line. If, if it does continue at 10%, wow. That would be uh, some historic things. I don't anticipate that that going, but as far as inflation is concerned, absolutely, you need to consider it. Of course, because we're living, you know, you know, with the life expectancy, we could be in retirement for two or three decades. Yeah, and so of course, yeah, and then we have healthcare expenses. So again, this is part of the plan. For example, you could do a few things. Number one, of course, if you have investments, they can be set up, whether it's dividend-paying stocks, where they're reinvesting. And so what's happening is you're buying more shares, and then that's going to be another piece or another bucket for you to create income down the road that you can supplement. You can ladder some of these annuities. So there's ways to create other pieces of the plan where you can increase or give yourself that raise. And, you know, you do, you do the best you can. I know it, it's very troubling and I, it's disheartening when you see some of these things, especially people that are nearing or in retirement when you're the most vulnerable. But again, there are things that we can, certain actions we can take to try to provide some sense of certainty and clarity in our plan. Well, I, I just have to, okay, quick yes or no. Have you in the last two weeks told somebody that they might want to think about keep it, staying in work for another year or two? <laughs> yes or no? Well, I, does it have to be a yes or no? I feel like I'm being, is this, I'm in a congressional hearing. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, yes. Yes or no? No, I, no the reason <laughs> they say it is it's just, cl- it's sort of clarifying. Like there, there are some people, my, it, I said to somebody this week, that somebody asked me what they should do. And I said, look, I haven't run all your numbers, but if you even have a question about whether or not you're going to have enough money, work for another year and mm-hmm. you'll put away just all that money. 
and you'll be able to boost everything up, and then we'll see in a year if inflation is going down. So I said, yeah, you don't have a problem right now with staying at work for one more year, so do that. I agree. No, I so I said that idea. to somebody this week, and I thought, I wonder if Tom did. Let's take a short break. If you want to ask us a question, 630-934-1855. Go to alphawealthgroup.com. We'll be right back with more in a moment on 720 WGN. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to This Week in Wealth on 720 WGN. I'm Elise Glink here with Tom Fortino of the Alpha Wealth Group. You can find Tom 630-934-1855 or go to alphawealthgroup.com. So, Tom, some good news, at least I think it's going to be good news for most people from the IRS. For the first time in 20 years, it's updated its actuarial tables, and that raised the life expectancy from 84 to 86. By the way, I thought that was sort of interesting in and of itself, given that we've read that with um, COVID over the last two years, it's actually reduced life expectancy in the U.S., but the IRS has never been on time as an agency, so this, this mm. must be from before. But anyway, so the life expectancy helps people understand how much they have to withdraw from their retirement accounts. That changed also, I think it was last year, it's now 72 uh, used to be mm-hmm. that you had to make your requirement minimum distribution. I think it's 70 or 70 and a half. Yeah, 70 and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so this week, we got a question from one of our listeners who inherited about $500,000 in an IRA from his father who passed away. And he was wondering if you could run down the rules about how much he has to take and when and if the new IRS RMD rules apply to him and how that works. Well, a couple quick things. <clears throat> Number one, whenever you inherit an IRA from a non-spouse beneficiary, in other words, child, sibling, friend, it doesn't matter, you cannot assume ownership. So between spouses, you have what are called spousal rollover privileges. So you can assume ownership of your spouse's retirement account as though it was yours. That is a non-taxable event, okay? When it relates to the son here, obviously a non-spouse, they cannot assume ownership. They can put it in what's called an inherited IRA, sometimes a beneficial IRA. That's another type of IRA, like a Roth and a traditional. So the first step is get that into an inherited IRA. Again, a non-taxable event. So now it's in the inherited IRA and you have some time to control your distributions and how you're going to be taxed on them. Okay, so wait. Let's uh, back up for a sec. So the money goes into the inherited IRA. And you can actually invest in anything you want in that IRA. You can buy yeah. shares of Apple. You can, you know, Correct. stick it in a mutual fund, right? Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that, Lisa. That's a good, very good point to understand that. So you, had, you could do it at Fidelity, Schwab, wherever. You can open an inherited IRA. The money can then go into that as the beneficiary. And again, you can control the investments. And then at that point, and you can buy what you choose to, just like any brokerage account. It's just the tax treatment. So the rules changed. So if it was prior to 2019, you took it over your single life expectancy. I'm sorry. This is, you get always, like you said, the IRS, these rules. Um, now, as of 2019 and beyond, you have 10 years to exhaust the account. So, you know, you could say, I'm just going to take out one-tenth every year for 10 years or whatever it might be. Or, you know, the, you can time it on certain years where maybe my, you have less income. It's a lower tax a year. Maybe I'll take out more this year. But... You do have 10 years from date of death uh, to exhaust that account. In other words, bring it down to zero. But every penny is taxable to you when you take it out. It's just, again, 
uh, don't ask them to cut you a check directly because that 500000 will go on your tax return the next year. So that's sort of interesting because, you know, there's obviously some opportunities in the market. And, you know, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, you can see it from both sides, right? So you mm-hmm. have $500,000. You could take out 10% a year, add 50000 to your taxable income. You pay the tax on it and then you can invest in something. But the market's Correct. low right now. Maybe you do take out a quarter of a million dollars, right? Maybe take out half of that amount, pay the tax on it, but then you can invest all of it in Apple stock, for example, right? Apple or Google or whatever. I mean, you Mm -hmm. can pick your investment and then it grows because if you buy Apple and Google now and in five or 10 years, it's quintupled in value. Yeah. Now you're really going to be paying tax, right? (laughs) That is a very good point. So it's you like your convertible. Be, it's your convertible four hundred one k conversation that we have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know, it's what are tax rates going to be in the future? Well, certainly no one knows. But to your point, you know, this is this sometimes referred to as this tax time bomb, and in that example, it certainly is. So, you know, try to be somewhat strategic about hey, maybe I better take some out every so often. Certainly, look. You could do 14000 if you're married, 7000 each. Take it out, put it in a Roth, and let that apple grow in the Roth now. And then in January, do the same thing, another 14000 But those are ways to try to get um, some of this money in a more, I guess, tax, more of a, be- a better tax treatment or favorable tax situation. So I, that's a, another good point that you make, at least. Yeah, I, you know, it's interesting because I think that, you know, the listener was sort of, you know, he was like, well... I, I don't know. Do I do it now? Do I do some of it now? Do I, you know, do we yeah. go over the long run? And you really, you really don't know. I mean, yeah. uh, you, yeah. you could say to yourself, well, it, and if this were a regular, let's say if this was your 401k and a, and a spouse was going to inherit it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you wouldn't have to worry about it necessarily. Mm-hmm. Right. And if it was a Roth IRA, you'd never have to liquidate it. Right. And that's another point with the Roths is, you know, yes, you still have 10 years again as a non-spouse beneficiary. If you inherit it, you can put it into an inherited Roth. Here's the difference, though. If we go through that same scenario, at least mm-hmm. now I maybe do want to buy the Apple stock in it <laughs> because I cannot even touch this Roth uh, for the next nine years or so and then pull it out all at once and pay no tax. And because uh, it'll never be taxed. That's the beauty of the Ross. Not only is it not taxed during your lifetime, it is not taxed to your beneficiaries. Right. Well, it's interesting. If this were your client, um, how would you have him think it through? Well, I think exactly as we're, we're talking about it, the first part is, and many of the things when we, I discuss with anyone, anyway, first of all, there's no perfect answer. So don't beat yourself up to try to get to perfect. It's not going to happen. But we can make logical, informed decisions. And like you said, look, if I'm in a low tax bracket this year or I think taxes are going to go up dramatic, whatever it might be, maybe I start to start, I start taking some of that money out. It just really depends on the individual. But if you do it, you know, logically and try to make the best decisions as opposed to just saying, I'm just going to pull up, rip the bandit off, take it all out. You just want to be a little judicious about how you approach this. And it's, it's a number of factors that come into play. Yeah, I think it's I think it's kind of interesting when you look at it um, and think about how do I make this decision and how do I make it so that I don't feel bad about that afterwards. 
<laughs> right? Yeah, you, it's you, these are irrevocable decisions. But one other comment I'll make quickly is the tax cuts, uh, 2017 Tax Cut and Jobs Act, after 2025 is sunset. So in 2026, um, if nothing is done, the tax brackets will go up. Yeah, and that is, um, I think, something that we haven't spent a We've talked about it, but it seemed like it was so far down the line. And I guess 2026 still seems pretty far away. I mean, we're still in 2022. Most people are not even sure what they're going to do in January of 2023, let alone 2026. But you're right. The time to think about this stuff is now, especially if you've got, like our, our listener, you've got a 10-year timeline and he's running, you know, you know, there's a timeline here, right? You have mm-hmm. to think about what yes. it is that you would have to do. Now, why do you think the IRS changed this? Because the IRS, it used to be based on how old you were and what your life expectancy was, wasn't it? You mean, or is that the, or, just the generic required you minimum mean on distribution? The inherited IRAs? Yeah. Wasn't it ever, was it ever on, was it always an annual? Like 10-year yes. or 5-year? or Yeah, if, if anyone has an inherited retirement account prior to 2019 before the SECURE Act, um, it was based on your life, a single life expectancy. So if you were if you inherited an IRA and you're 32, you could, I don't know, whatever the number is, you divide by 40. You know, in the next year you divide by 39 and you divide it by a small number as you age. But it used to be single life, so you could spread it out over your lifetime. You didn't have to do it in 10 years. Right. See, that's that's the thing that I think people get confused about. Now, for non-inherited IRAs, for your 401k that you're going to convert into an IRA when you retire, perhaps, um, or if you have a, an IRA, uh, con- not a Roth IRA, a regular IRA, you know, the rules are different. And that is where, you know, when I said it right at the top of the segment that the life expectancy has gone up from, you know, 82.4 to 84.6, you'll have more years that you want to spread that you can spread that out, right? And that's, mm-hmm. I think where it's really helpful to have somebody like you, who's really schooled in all the details, uh, to help come up with the right decision. Yeah, because you see, sometimes people are surprised when you run the numbers and say, wait a minute, I have to pull that much out in five years? Yes, you do. Uh-oh. <laughs> and so maybe there's some things you can do now. It's always good to kind of see right. uh, these things run out over time because you'll see how inflation impacts, you'll see how the taxes impact, your RMDs, all of this. You can make decisions today that will impact you down the road. All right. Well, we are out of time again, but if you want to ask Tom these specific questions, give him a call, 630-934-1855. He doesn't bite, trust me, alphawealthgroup.com. And please join us again next week for another edition of This Week in Wealth on 720 WGN. Tom Fortino is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors, LLC, and SEC Registered Advisor. Alpha Wealth Group, WGN, and RWA are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals specialized in fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or 
less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by retirement wealth advisors. Insurance and annuities offered through Alpha Wealth Group, licensed in Illinois.